Some say that you do not have to be athletic, that it takes zero athletic ability to set up properly. Oh, I beg to differ. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey, everyone, my golf-loving compatriots, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf. Thanks for joining me today. So this is something that I've wanted to talk about actually for quite some time, but with the British Open and everything else that's been going on, the WGC and the Barracuda and all of this fighting and going on to make it in the top 25 and all of that has been a bit of a, uh, it's been exciting, but it's definitely thrown me off my podcast game. And so I apologize, but I am back to discuss something that hopefully is interesting and helpful to you, my friends. So uh, as you know, I finished up a a 45-minute interview with Fred Shoemaker, which was fantastic. Uh, those of you that have um, followed me for a little bit know that he is my mentor, and I do enjoy um, talking shop with Fred Shoemaker when it comes to golf and golf technology and golf um, strategies and techniques and all of that. I mean, Fred Shoemaker is a wealth of knowledge, and he's really super fun to talk to and work with when it comes to golf and a whole myriad of other things as well. But in this particular case, um, when I was thinking about this and, and why it's sort of come together today is I've been reviewing the interview with Fred and I'm starting to break those out because Fred discusses very different topics throughout the interview. And so I'm going to try to break those out and maybe do like a, a Fred Shoemaker Friday kind of thing. And I'll probably get four or five good, really good episodes, just sort of meaty, you know, very uh, specific topics. And then I'll be able to kind of frame them a little bit differently than based on just me asking a quick question. I'll frame kind of what had gone on before. So maybe we can get a little more learning out of that experience and out of that interview, which was really awesome. It was great. But in this particular case, I heard something from Michael Breed driving in and it's in his normal opening his monologue or his intro or whatever we call it, where he kind of gets on, he's got a little, his little squeaky voice going and he's saying something like, it takes no athletic ability to set up properly or something like that. Right. And, and that I know it was dead on, right. A Michael, my Michael Breed impression was flat out perfect, but anyway, he's a great guy. I enjoy listening to him. He seems like a stand up, excellent individual. Um, but I, Based on some of the work that I've done with Fred Shoemaker, I, I take not offense really, but I believe that setting up properly, it is very important to be athletic. And a lot of what we've worked on recently and what we talk about here on Data Access Golf is making sure that we're tapping into what we do naturally so we don't have to manufacture anything in our golf swing. We don't have to try to do anything in our golf swing swing, we're just tapping into sort of those natural motions and movements that have evolutionarily been built over the millions of years that we humans have been occupying and frankly dominating this earth and just utilizing those natural abilities to play better golf 
more natural golf and golf that doesn't have to drive us mad because we're consciously trying to control everything. And um, so the setup then becomes part of that process. And unless we're setting up properly and putting ourselves in the best possible and natural positions, then we're not going to be able to initiate a very um, natural swing and put a natural motion on the golf club, which is going to make things um, very difficult for us because it comes in and, and much as we talk about, we as amateurs want to make sure that we have the simplest swing going. Uh, so it's absolutely the easiest control and practice, right? So part of this. So a couple, a couple things that Fred always has us work on that I think are completely brilliant in their simplicity and their effectiveness. And so I wanted to touch on those briefly. One of one of the um, things that we work on in our setup when we're getting ready to set up is making sure that we are in a very athletic position, that we have positioned ourselves so our body knows that what's coming is going to be movement, that it's ready for this movement, that we're not starting from some sort of static, heavy, crazy place, but that we're very light and we're ready to go and we're ready to move and act and let something natural and wonderful happen to hit this golf ball. And how Fred kind of does that is super, super cool, but he'll have a sort of set up and he'll literally get in front of us and he'll start moving his feet and he'll say, okay, just kind of get ready. Like if you're a safety in football or if you're, you know, on the playground or whatever, and we're playing tag, whatever the situation is, but you're getting right in. And my feet are actually going right now. My my feet, my hands are kind of going because it kind of gets down. And he kind of squats and he kind of starts moving. And you kind of feel like, okay. And then he'll say something like, okay, now don't let me get around you or don't let me or, or stick with me or whatever. And so you kind of get in that sort of a, you know, I like to say it's kind of a safety or cornerback in football, but you get in kind of this little thing where you're on the, you're, you're in a, a position where you're on the balls of your feet and you're feeling very athletic and light on your feet, and you're just ready to move. And, and then, you know, he'll kind of shift back and forth, and you'll just kind of be ready for him and moving. Well, that's the feeling you want to be in right before you take the golf club back. You want to be a position ready where your body knows that you are about to do something athletic, that you're about to allow something to occur that is an athletic movement and you want it to be as natural as possible. And so you've taken this time to sort of shake the tension out, get everything ready and, and get yourself in this position where you know it's time to go. It's not a pre-shot routine. And yeah, I if, if in fact, I think the pre-shot routine is a disaster more often than not because it's creating for most people a static checklist that they're running through as they're going through their motions. And that puts you in a very non-present place, all up in your head, worrying about tips and techniques and all this stuff that your pro told you on the practice tee last time. And you're going through a checklist. And that is a disaster for trying to not be in a conscious place, but be present and naturally letting things occur, right? So pre-shot routines... I mean, what are you trying to do? I mean, muscles don't have memory. Nothing's going on there. All you're trying to do is naturally do, naturally perform what has been built inside of you and already is there by evolution. 
It's just a natural process of propelling something. That's all we're tapping into. And so trying to create, I mean, we're trying to create, we're not trying to manufacture something and control something. And that's where we get into trouble. Uh, for sure, especially as amateurs. I think you see there's some very robotic and unnatural swings out on the PGA Tour, Matthew Wolf being a, an example of one. His swing is not natural. And what I mean by that is there is no motion on this green earth that a human uses to do whatever that is that he calls his golf swing. It's completely unnatural. It's not on plane. It's not anywhere. Now, he does an amazing job, and he's an incredible athlete to be able to get the club back to find the back of the ball. I mean, he has overcome all kinds of obstacles that he has put in his own place and overcome them. It's amazing. He is, he is a very gifted young man and a very gifted golfer. Because he has a very unnatural golf swing. And uh, nobody, I, I mean, I, I don't care who you are. Nobody can argue that that thing, have you, nobody would throw a golf club or propel something with that motion. Ever. It's totally his. He's made it his. He has the, um, you know, his synapses are firing like crazy. He has created a motion that he gets and understands. But that baby is artificial. Okay. We don't want that. We want to attach it. We want to tap into whatever's natural inside us and make it work for us, make it repeatable because we're not, we're not consciously doing anything. We're just letting things happen that are naturally who we are and what we do. And, and our bodies know how to do that. It's, we walk differently than everybody else. We uh, jump differently than everybody else. It's not all exactly the same. And our bodies know how to do all those things naturally because they can take in every last little thing that needs to happen and process it in a, in a you know, nanosecond. Where consciously, we don't have the ability to do that. Okay. So you want to be in a very athletic position when you're setting up. You don't want to feel like you're sitting there flat on your feet with nothing going on. You want to feel light on your feet. You want to feel um, energy pulsing through your body. You want to feel like something exciting is about to happen. Um, they're about to hike the ball. You're about to do something and, and then let it fly. Just let it go and, and propel, make a propelling motion where the ball, the ball happens to get in the way of the face of the club and it gets driven down some target that we've chosen out beforehand and we've connected that all together. Because you can be athletic and ready to go and still be connected to a target. And then you just let the natural propelling motion take that to the target. And that's it. That's, that is not an oversimplification of how the golf swing works. And this brings in again part of that discussion that we had with Fred Shoemaker. And one, honestly, one of the most, most impressive things that I ever went through on the tee with Fred Shoemaker was the moment when he kind of got a, he never gets frustrated, but he could, he could see me processing and thinking too much about all the stuff that we are talking about and trying to make myself do something in my old golf swing. And he stopped it and said, look, okay, this is what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to shout out numbers. You will add them up and give me the answer before you look up to see where the ball went. 
So he was trying to get me completely out of my head, focused on being present to what's going on there and just allowing my body to naturally put a swing on the ball and see what happens. And so he would, sh- I would just say ready and he would shout out seven, five, 10. And I would have to, I would have to go, you know, 22 before I could look up and see where the ball's going. Um, and, and by tying up my mind, if you think about that, how in the world could you have any sort of a swing thought or anything about grip pressure or your feet or whatever, trying to make you do anything, shoulder turn, nothing. All I could do was add numbers. All I could do is take the seven, the five, and the 10, add them together and spit it out. I had no room to do anything else to control my golf swing. And I went from hitting some real um, nasty shots off the toe and the heel to absolutely puring shot after shot after shot. As long as I was adding numbers, my body was hitting a beautiful golf shot and I didn't have to do one single thing. And that was the first time where it all settled into me and I went, holy crap. You mean I don't have to think to play really good golf. In fact, thinking makes me a crappy golfer. And that was the first time I tapped into that. Back on that back tee at Karma Valley Ranch, I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly where Fred was standing. I re- remember exactly where the sun was. Um, Because that was a big moment. So we want to be a super athletic place. And we want to make sure that we're just from that athletic place. We're set up properly. We're lined up properly. All of that. But we're very athletic before we take the club back. And we're not trying to control our golf swing. We're just allowing it to happen. If you have to add numbers in your head, great. But being outside yourself, looking at a bra- some uh, blade of grass, you know, right in front of the ball, whatever, just make sure that you are not controlling what's going on and trust yourself. Everything you need to hit a brilliant golf shot is already there. All we're trying to do is just get out of the way of it. All right. Thanks for joining me, Aaron Stewart from Data Access Golf. I really appreciate you being here. This is so fun to be able to talk about golf on a different level. I do. I feel like the uh, the shackles are off almost since having Fred Shoemaker on. Um, everything I talk about, I have to. I have to give him credit for. I've been working with him for twelve years on mastery. You know what? Thinking about Fred Shoemaker, and I've been kicking this around. I have a, a couple of graduate degrees. I went to a four-year school. I have a master's degree and I have a doctorate degree. That equates to about eight years of school, of, of you know, post-high school, college-level or graduate-level work. When you think about Fred Shoemaker, has been, who has been doing this for 40-some-odd years, and, and that it's not when – when you're in school, you're going through a bunch of different topics, and you're not doing school 24-7. You're doing a lot, but I mean – you know, sometimes you've got part-time jobs and you're hanging out with your friends and you're doing different stuff. So it's not full-time when you go to school. So those eight years aren't really eight years. And those eight years aren't really on just one topic. They're on a variety of topics. Um, but Fred Shoemaker has been coaching golf, practicing golf, thinking golf full-time for 40 years. And I, I was trying to figure it out. It's like... Uh, He's got like, uh, you know, 80 PhDs in golf. 
if you really take what it takes to get a PhD and you pull it out and you put it on Fred, he's like a doctor 80 times over in golf for how much he practices, thinks, coaches. It's all about golf and being present and all that. His mind is beyond what mind can comprehend most times when I'm talking to him, but it's super fascinating. And um, anyway, it's so nice to have had Fred on the show and basically um, I, you know, from this point forward, I'm talking about a lot of stuff that we've talked about over the years, but a lot of the, um, uh, what I base my thoughts and my research and my work on has come from not a lot. I would say almost a hundred percent comes from shed Fred Shoemaker and his, um, body of knowledge that he's been so kind to share with me. So anyway, Again, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf. I hope you have a great time. I hope that you go out and figure out what it feels like to be in an athletic place. Think about it. Think about somebody running at you and where would you be to make sure they didn't get around you. Put yourself in an athletic place. Feel what that feels like and make sure that's from the, that's where you're at before you start taking the club back. And I promise you, you will start to swing more athletically. So getting set up is athletic. It should be athletic. Thank you very much for joining me. Until next time, Aaron Stewart saying better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.